the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Algatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, a little screaming for vengeance to kick it off. It is the 41st anniversary of this album. Came out uh, this week in July, uh, back in 1982. I remember where I was. I was in sixth grade when this album dropped, and man, was I an excited young lad! <laughs> Very excited. Uh, great band, just unbelievable. Um, this is sort of the album that broke them out really in America. Just some great stuff. Screaming for Vengeance. You got another thing coming. Uh, the Electric Eye, uh, Fever, Bloodstone. It's just, a, just some great stuff. Uh, listen, we got a lot of news to get to and not a lot of time to get to it. So let's dive into it. But coming up in 10 minutes, Sean Torres, the owner and brewmaster at Killsborough on Staten Island, the third annual pizza party coming to Snug Harbor. Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m. Details on that along with the progress of the new digs being built behind Snug Harbor. When it's going to open, they're brewing beer out of there. But when is it going to open to the public? We'll get into all of that with Sean uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. But some sad news to report out of New Jersey. Uh, Sergio Mattella, who has owned Melovino Meadery uh, for almost nine years, um, Owns uh, is, is a, an owner of this uh, wonderful Italian restaurant in Metuchen called Torino. Um, I'm going to read what he wrote on his Facebook page. Um, essentially this. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off, of, off in this first paragraph, but please keep reading. Well, this September would mark the nine-year anniversary since opening our doors as the first meadery of New Jersey. We have had to make an unfortunate decision to close our doors one last time as of the end of this month of July. With our lease expiring at the end of this year and still no signs of the state of anything in this industry getting any better, we have decided that the risk was just too high to take betting on another extension of the lease. While we were at least able to implement an exit strategy that took some of the burden off of our shoulders, it was very much still not an easy decision to make by any means. But we knew that putting passion aside and putting our business hats on, it ultimately was the right one. In short, ingredient and package costs for what was already a ridiculously expensive product to make shot up astronomically. Inflation overall has also left a majority of consumers with nowhere near as much disposable income as they might have had before. And when that happens, luxury items, if you would understandably, are the first to get crossed off the list of needs. The entire industry right now is still nowhere near pre-COVID numbers, and at the end of the day, 
With the timing of our lease expiration, it would have been an even tougher decision to take a gamble on whether or not things will improve soon enough when you have mouths to feed at home. So it should go without saying that while it isn't what any of us wanted, we knew it was the right decision. Even with 2019 being our best year ever and all of the big plans, we had to push everything even that much more forward in 2020. What happened in early 2020 and the snowball effect since then, as the old adage goes, it just is what it is. With all of that said, a sincere and tremendous huge thank you to all of our supporters over the years. This all started as a hobby and a dream in someone's basement, and your support helped it all become a reality without you. The ripple effect that we have had in the mead world would never have happened. Now, he listed a lot of the accomplishments that he's done, and Sergio is an absolute magician when it comes to honey and turning it into mead and turning making mead-flavored beers, all kinds of stuff. So tasting room operations end with their last day of business being July 30th. They're closing the tasting room early at 5 p.m. on July 29th for a private event. Uh, come by for a drink, grab some of the vintage bottles we'll have for sale out of our aging room, or just stop in for one last hurrah. Either way, seriously, thank you all for such an amazing last nine years. Like I said, Sergio is an absolute magician of what he has done. I'm not surprised that this has happened. Again, I think this is, you're going to see this more in the craft beer world um, as we move forward uh, in 2023 and into 2024. If inflation doesn't get under c- control, if costs don't get under control, you're going to see a lot more places go out of business. And I'm not just talking beer. I'm talking other places as well. Um, I'm hoping to get there for the private party uh, on the 29th. Pizza party is that day as well. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can on my way home, uh, squeeze a few minutes and head over there. But Sergio, kudos to you, my friend. You've done a tremendous job uh, introducing me to Mead and exploring a whole other side of a business that should have boomed in New Jersey and elsewhere and hasn't. And it's a shame. But go check him out at Torino Restaurant. You want great, authentic Italian food? With uh, Sergio's twist on it, go check it out. Believe me, you will not be disappointed. Make a reservation before you go. NASCAR fans know Michael Waltrip is the two-time Daytona 500 winner, a successful team owner, one of the most popular and knowledgeable TV analysts in sports. Now he's got a business. That's right, Michael Waltrip Brewing. He has a love of craft beer, the NASCAR icon, offering his fans, the motorsports community, and beer enthusiasts the opportunity to invest in his company. It's poised for tremendous growth, according to them. Investors can create a free account on the Start Engine crowdfunding platform, and with a minimum $250 investment, they're eligible for benefits, such as Michael Waltrip Brewing beer, merchandise, autographed items, and unique experiences like meet and greets and virtual happy hours. They've got retail placement in Walmart, Food Lion, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Texas Roadhouse. Obviously, that's a big step. In May, uh, the company also announced a partnership with Elevatus brand partners to develop 100 Michael Waltrip taproom locations. Uh, The first location in the greater Charlotte, North Carolina area opened uh, opened during NASCAR's Charlotte Motor Speedway Race Week in May. They're actively identifying new locations in multiple U.S. markets, so they plan on being everywhere. if you're into NASCAR and if you're into uh, Michael Waltrip, this is something maybe you want to take a look at and become an investor. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. Um, that's pretty cool. So kudos to Michael Waltrip. I uh, have not had his beer. Um, would certainly check it out. Maybe, you know what, I have a press contact. Maybe see if we can get him on and uh, and talk about it a little bit to uh, see, what, see what Michael Waltrip Brewing is all about. I think he's only got a couple of beers out. I don't think he has an extensive set of beers. Our good friends at Ross Brewing have introduced Shore Points. It's a new 4.5% lemon-lime sour. 
Made to quench your thirst, remind you of the beach all year long. It's a Goza-style sour ale made with lemon peel, lime peel, and Himalayan pink salt. It is at once sweet, tart, salty, refreshing, and most of all, delicious. It is available in the tasting room and in cans right now. Definitely check that out. Sure points, a lemon-lime sour. Trogues, our good friends at uh, Trogues, has announced the release of Hapora. It's a new offering in its popular Hop Cycle series of rotating IPAs. It joins seasonal fan favorites, Field Study, and Blizzard of Hops. Uh, it is, uh, let's see, it's designed to showcase the radiant tropical fruit and citrus notes of Solero hops. It clocks in at 6.2% ABV. Citra and Chinook hops round out the hop bill with supporting notes of grapefruit rind and subtle pine. It is available in 12-ounce bottles and cans everywhere Trogues beer is sold. Uh, you can also find it along with three other Trogues beers, um, Perpetual IPA, Lollyhop Double IPA, and Oktoberfest Lager in the forthcoming Canthology Volume 3 Variety Pack. So kudos to Trogues for that. And then finally, wedding season is here, it's, uh, and which means it's time to raise a cocktail, toast a lucky couple. Um, best man and maid of honor speeches are high stakes. I've seen some great ones. I've also been witness to a lot of horrible ones. Uh, you have one chance to nail it, but sometimes... You need a second shot. As an official drink of wedding season, Dogfish Head introduces Second Shot to Crush the Perfect Toast. It's a contest giving failed wedding party toasters a second shot at their flubbed speech. And to help them out, famed comedy writer Abby Jacobson is here to save the day. Tag at, tag at Dogfish Head in a picture or video of your botched speech, and you may just get one-on-one coaching from Abby to rewrite your speech and to help you surprise the newlyweds would take two. Not to mention, the winner receives a year's worth of Dogfish Head's culinary crafted canned cocktail to toast with all year long. They're awesome cocktails, by the way. Definitely get it, right? Uh, this is going on now through July 31st. You tag Dogfish Head in a picture or video detailing your botched toast using Instagram in feed or stories and uh, hashtag wedding toast fail. You can also enter by voicemail. Give them a ring 302 212 5563. That's 302-212-5563. Leave a message detailing your failed speech. Dogfish Head will select one winner to receive one-on-one coaching from Abby Jacobson, who will rewrite their toast and coach the winner to deliver the perfect take two. And, of course, the winner also receives a year's supply of Dogfish Can cocktails to toast all year long. If you see Dogfish Can cocktails somewhere and you have friends that are not into craft beer, get them the canned cocktails. They will absolutely Thank you. When we come back after a short break, Sean Torres, the owner and brewmaster of Killsboro on Staten Island, New York, will join me live from the brewery for two segments. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little bloodstone from Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. The 41-year anniversary of that album being released way back in 1982. I was just 12 years old. Just an epic album. But without further ado, uh, it is time for the first of two parts of my interview with Sean Torres, the uh, owner and brewer of Killsboro Brewing, 
uh, right inside the brewery where they are building, right out, right next to Snug Harbor. We're talking about Pizza Party and some other stuff. So here it is, part one of my interview with Sean Torres from Killsborough Brewing. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter, at Algatulo, Instagram, at Catulo. I'm on that new thing called Threads. I don't know, all the kids are doing it. That's at Catulo as well. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. And, of course, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Alexa, iHeart, Odyssey. We're all over the place. And, of course, the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can check out the podcast version of the show Monday mornings, a couple minutes after the live show airs. You can download it and listen to it. At your leisure. Now, my next guest, friend of the show, his brewery is a favorite of mine on Staten Island and the island of which I was born and raised in. We are actually inside his new facilities that they are building. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. It looks great, and I cannot wait for this place to open. However, it's all about pizza and beer. The Pizza Party, taking place Snug Harbor, Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m. Uh, this is the third year uh, that he is doing this. Pizzaparty.killsborough.com is the website to purchase tickets. They're going fast. Get them while you can. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Sean Torres. Sean, how are you, my friend? Doing well. Doing as good as I could be, I guess. Well, summertime, construction, I get it. I get it. Now, you've already announced some of the great pizza places that will be taking part uh, for Pizza Party. Lee's Tavern, Jimmy Max, Goodfellas, to name a few. Any surprises we can tease the folks as, uh, you know, as if those places don't get people's mouth watering? Yeah, um, I mean... Well, recently we just found out that Atilio's actually had to pull out, so we will be adding a sixth pizzeria. Okay. Um, but uh, we will have um, Goodfellas, who was announced, bringing uh, a brick oven uh, for actual wood fire pizza day of, which is pretty cool. And, you know, I usually let them know, like, whatever they think that can make the experience for uh, guests, uh, as far as the pizza side goes, special uh, to just kind of bring it and surprise us all. And because most of us planning it have had our hands full in the new facility, I think it's going to be a surprise for us as well as the attendees. So nice. hopefully, uh, you know, uh, they'll be bringing their uh, A game for the day of the event. Sounds good. Now, as for the breweries, obviously you guys are going to be there. I know Icarus is going to be there, Bolero, Flagship. You've named uh, a number of them, Brick City. Any surprises uh, on that nature? And you have a cidery, actually, uh, for the first time. Was that by request? Um, la- well, actually, Graft was there last year right. as well. So um, they, we did have it as a request. We got a lot of gluten-free um, you know, uh, attendees the first year that had mentioned you know, if, if we could do something that was more cider-related. You know, the, the great thing about Pizza Party is it's not just beer. It's a fundraiser, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And you know, people will come whether or not it's their preference um, or if they're just not drinking to support the cause. And a lot of those attendees had mentioned you know, hey, I'm gluten-free. Is it cool if, if, if you guys can invite a cidery? And Graft has been pouring um, at our original location on Van Duzer Street when it was the Craft House many years ago. Uh, so we're big fans of Graft, and we're happy uh, they're with us this year again. Um, but we also have Gun Hill joining us for the first time this year. And uh, one other brewery, I don't have the list of me in front of me, but it's usually it's, it's the usual suspects. Right. Um, and, you know, everyone is super excited. Uh, Icarus and uh, the two villains guys, I mean, they're usually one of the first to say, hey, we're in. Right. And, um, you know, I'm starting to get the beer list of who's bringing what. And I think it's going to be, um, you know, a, a great beer list and people are going to have a great time. Awesome. And, you know, for those that don't, uh, you know, remember, we've talked about this before over the years. Um, this is a fundraiser for Snug Harbor. 100% of the proceeds go to Snug Harbor, or a portion of the proceeds go to Snug Harbor. They've raised uh, tens of thousands uh, for this event, which is great. Snug Harbor, a great place near and dear to my heart, um, which has been 
around for a very long time and can always use the help. Obviously, it gets help from the city, but it can always use uh, that little personal touch. We're talking with Sean Torres, the owner and brewer of Killsboro Brewing on Staten Island. The pizza party taking place at Snug Harbor, which is literally across the street from where we stand in the new facilities for Killsboro. Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m., pizzaparty.killsboro.com. That's the website to purchase tickets. They are going fast. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, as I mentioned, the proceeds go to Snug Harbor. For entertainment this year, is it a DJ or is it a band this year? Uh, it actually is a DJ, um, and we're switching things up. We built a really good relationship with uh, a local uh, vinyl enthusiast. His name is uh, Adam, and he actually goes by Shallon Records on Instagram. Um, you know, I actually met him at a uh, friend's party. He was DJing in the background and just had such... He, he curated such an awesome ambiance that we felt we needed to uh, include in Pizza Party this year. So he, he will be DJing. Um, we tried to do bands this year, but I think that's something that we're going to try and do for 2024. All right. And um, I know the first year you guys did a collab. Last year uh, you didn't do one with Snug Harbor. Any chance that there's going to be a collab this year with Snug Harbor? Um, this year the head... Farmer Ezra uh, actually exited. Uh, I believe he moved back home to Vermont. So um, we haven't really reestablished uh, a relationship with the farm there. But of course, um, since the proceeds do go to Snug Harbor, uh, that does support programs like the farm and the museum and so on and so forth. So um, not this year, but you know, hopefully, as that relationship um, sort of renews itself, we'll have something for everyone next year. Cool. Now, um, we're talking with Sean Torres, the owner and brewer of Killsboro Brewing on Staten Island. Pizza Party, Snug Harbor, next Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m. You definitely want to be here. I will be here if you see me. Say hello. I'm not shy, obviously. I do a radio show, so I'm not going to be shy. Pizzaparty.killsboro.com is the website to purchase tickets. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, you're brewing beer inside the new facility now. You've been doing that for a couple of months. Um, how is the rest of the construction proceeding here? So um, the production side is complete. Well, it's about 95%. We have a few minor detail things that we're working on. But obviously at 95% we could, we could produce. And we moved our entire production from Van Duzer to Richmond Terrace, the new facility. Um, as far as the front of the house, the retail aspect, uh, we hope to have this completed by the spring. Uh, it looks like we are on, on target. We actually might be finished a month or two earlier. But fingers crossed. Let's hope. That stays on track. And, uh, yeah, we, we hope to unveil the taproom for everybody come spring next year. All right. And for those who don't know, now, in, inside the facility that I'm in right now, this used to be a car dealership. And there's a ramp here that, you know, would allow cars, I guess, access in and out uh, from Richmond Terrace here. Where we're standing is actually going to be the bar area. And then there's the kitchen uh, across the way. But you were talking about, um, I, I guess there's going to be a little outdoor um, area here where you're going to have uh, retractable shades and stuff? Yeah, so we have a fairly large sidewalk in front of the uh, new building. I want to say it's about 20 feet or a little bit more than that. Um, We're allowed to build out, I want to say, six to eight feet from there. So we will have a street-side, fully enclosed glass uh, dining-slash-drinking area, which will be an extension of the taproom. Oh, see, that's now that's awesome because the view that you have here... That you can look out at the at the at the harbor and and you just you have Snug Harbor right next door. It's just a really great spot uh, to sit and have a couple of beers and have something to eat. Now, what is the uh, the menu? I know the the menu at, at Craft House 
uh, was barbecue, primarily barbecue. What's the menu going to be like here? You have, have you decided that yet? We're working through it. Uh, we're leaning towards pizza, but uh, I don't think it's going to be the only thing on the menu, and I am not at liberty to talk too much about it, mainly because it hasn't been finalized yet. But uh, we will have a food menu here for guests to enjoy. We will also have a full liquor um, bar as well. And the full liquor bar, um, I know that some places that do full liquor, like uh, Torch and Crown, they have to do New York spirits only. Are you going to have complete, you know, it doesn't matter, or is it just going to be uh, New York spirits? Um, good question. I think our license is a little different. Um, we have, I think, a microbrewery with a restaurant attached, or vice versa, I forget. But it allows us a little bit more... Um, flexibility. Yeah, flexibility as far as what we're offering. Um, I don't think it's going to be a large menu, but just enough for those that might not want to just drink beer. Oh, so, uh, so more like small plate kind of thing where, you know, you can have a couple of picks and whatever and have a couple of beers and then you move on uh, to the next thing. Yeah, you know, especially when you're coming as a group and maybe not everybody drinks beer, maybe not everybody eats pizza. So we want to make sure that we have um, a handful of offerings that kind of diversify for the group a bit. Got it. Uh, we're talking with Sean Torres. He is the owner and brewer of Killsborough Brewing on Staten Island. The pizza party is taking place right across the street from where we're standing right now on Richmond Terrace at Snug Harbor. That's July 29th, Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m. By the way, rain or shine, so if it does rain, you got to bring your umbrellas here or bring a little tent to sort of set up or whatever. And it's really... It's a beautiful spot. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. You can sit there. You can have a couple of beers. You can have a, a couple slices of pizza. It's really, for me, it's the perfect event. And the fact that the proceeds go to Snug Harbor to help out Snug Harbor and their cultural programs is awesome. Pizzaparty.killsboro.com. That's the website to purchase tickets. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get into some more beer-related stuff with Sean in just a moment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on I, uh, AM 970, The Answer. Riding on the wind, Rob Halford, Judas Priest, Screaming for Vengeance, the 41st anniversary of that album debuting. What an amazing, amazing album. Love those guys. But right now, let us continue with part two of my interview with Sean Torres from Killsboro Brewing right inside the new facility that's being built and will be opening uh, coming up uh, in the uh, first quarter of 2024 here it is welcome back to the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer we're coming to you from killsborough brewing their eventual location that's going to open uh in spring of 2024 and the facility looks great so far the construction the back of the house is pretty much done in terms of the production facility and uh them brewing beer the front of the house is is under construction right now and we're Standing amidst all this construction right now as the bar is getting built and the, the, uh, the, the, the food side is getting uh, taken care of, uh, we're here talking with Sean Torres, who is the owner and brewer of Killsboro Brewing. The pizza party taking place at 
Snug Harbor this coming Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m. Pizzaparty.killsboro.com is the website to purchase tickets. They are going fast here. You just released a few weeks back the Antipasto Bundle, a three district Ita- dis- district Italian American style pills are distinct. Well, you know, I messed that up too. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, mozzarella, supersada, and capicola. How are each different? So, um, each beer shares the same base, um, but they're actually dry hopped differently with a, a different pair of hops. Uh, so, for mozzarella, it's mosaic citra. For gabagol, it is Eldorado Galaxy. And for supersat, it is strata motueca. Nice. And uh, what's in the tanks? I know you, you had a release. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so you had a release today of a, a, a German-style uh, lager. Was it a, like a, a three-pack or something? Yeah, so um, the uh, Good Problems is a German Helles that um, we brewed a few years back at Van Duzer, and uh, have been, I've been dying to brew it to the new location because we have more uh, sort of tools and toys to make the lagers a little bit uh, cleaner. Right. And I lagered this for two months and um, centrifuged it to get it crystal clear and really happy with the results. So um, that should be at the craft house today, I believe. Union will have it next week to dis- uh, de- distribute to all of our accounts. Gotcha. And what's in the tanks now? I know you had a canning day today, but what's in the tanks that's getting ready to be released soon in the next, let's say, you know, three, four weeks? Yeah, so we have um, more Island Vibes, of course, and more kills. And we also have our Oktoberfest that we just brewed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's a little bit late, believe it or not, to brew it. You really want those to lager for longer. But i um, happy to say that it will be lagered longer than last year. So I'm super excited about that one. We're also uh, releasing Stargazing, which is a dessert sour that we brew with Brazilian guava, peach, and orange, and marshmallow. Um, that will be available next week as well. Awesome. We're talking with Sean Torres, the owner-brewer of Killsboro Brewing on Staten Island. We're here in the brewery on Richmond Terrace. Uh, but the pizza party taking place at Snug Harbor Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m., pizzaparty.killsboro.com. That's the website to purchase tickets. They're going fast. Get them soon. And they do have designated uh, driver tickets. So if you don't want to drink and you just want to imbibe in the pizza, you can do that uh, as well as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, Sean... Let me, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. What style of beer do you prefer, is your favorite to brew, let's say? Not, not particularly your favorite to drink or whatever, but what style of beer do you prefer to brew more than, say, you know, another one? You know, it's, it's funny because, like... It's like the seasons? Yeah, it is. It truly is because, um, you know, it is... I kind of go with the flow and like what I'm feeling. I, I really enjoyed brewing the um, Oktoberfest last week. Uh, lagers in general, because uh, cellaring side, actually even for IPAs too, they're they're really process heavy and a lot of fun. Uh, we just got this new toy um, that I'm using for the first time today to dry hop a beer. Um, it's actually like a mounted hop rocket that you put on the top of your fermenter. You pressurize and allows you to add hops to your tank under pressure to keep aromatics in and um, also to avoid any hop volcanoes or, or um, sort of nucleation points for the beer to foam over. So I want to say that IPAs will probably be fun again now mm-hmm. because they can sometimes be a little messy or a little unpredictable when you're dry hopping. Um, but 
you know, I would say definitely lagers. And sometimes when I feel I have time in a day, uh, fruited sours are fun too. Uh, fruiting a tank, recirculating, seeing the color change, tasting it as it evolves um, is a lot of fun. Uh, not, not every day when you have a packed day, but most days it, it can be a lot of fun to see that sort of evolution. Because I remember when you were purchasing all of these tanks and stuff, you had gone to Europe, you did this big trip to go to Europe, and you sort of documented the whole trip on, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And I watched your journey. And I could, I could feel the delight coming out of you of all the pictures that you were taking. And, oh, this tank, oh, we're getting this, and this is being shipped. So that's got to be exciting. After doing this for as long as you've been doing it, it's got to still be exciting. Like, like, you know, almost like unwrapping a Christmas present, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's, there is, or there are rather, growing pains when you get new equipment because, you know, there's the theoretical function of the equipment, and then there's the reality when you actually start using it. A good example is on the canning line, we realize that, hey, on really humid days, things tend to shift out of place or slow things down or get bogged up, and there are a lot more pinch points. And you experience that with the cellaring equipment, with the uh, brew house as well. But I do have to say that being almost three months into the new facility, um, the equipment is definitely um, you know behaving exactly like we designed. And kudos to both Prospero and SK out in Slovenia for their design work because uh, it, it's, it truly has been a lot of fun brewing on a four-vessel system. I've never done that before but having dedicated mash ton tanks and loader ton tanks i haven't been able to break out the decoction yet hoping hoping to do that soon but it really is for someone like me who's very process oriented has been a a lot of a lot of fun the the beer business is having some ebbs and flows right now as i know you are well aware as many others are the closing of anchor steam breweries themselves closing left and right clearly a product of the pandemic a lot of it but in, in my opinion i feel like it, it, some of these breweries not so much anchor i think anchor was a a problem with the people that bought them and didn't realize what they could do in their facilities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, but in my opinion, some of these businesses, uh, craft breweries, were not able to pivot properly during the pandemic. Any advice for someone listening right now that's struggling? Uh, yeah, I mean, the consumer hasn't stopped buying beer. I just feel like the consumer habits have changed a bit. Uh, I don't know if it's a combination of the pandemic and never mind just consumer habits and inflation, but also like a lot of people drank a lot during the pandemic. Right. And I feel like we're seeing at least that the easier drinking stuff has been moving much faster. And, you know, the pivot there and then having the equipment to really elevate a lot of those types of beers to now has really helped us in our uh, growth. I mean... Our ceiling wasn't very high at the previous facility. We were a small brew pub, but we are seeing a a growth that we're happy with and we're comfortable with, and we're seeing it in our easy-drinking light beers, our lagers, our single IPAs, um, even things like Berliner Weisses. Not not to say that the double IPAs aren't moving and the dessert sours aren't moving, but really, like, the consumers are there. They're just buying different. I I totally agree with you, and I think the resurgence of... I, I think the pandemic, one of the good things about the pandemic is that brewers had more time to put beers in tanks to let them sit longer. And I think we've had this resurgence of those lagers and pilsners. But the lower ABV stuff, some of it, I mean, I've tasted stuff that are 2.628 and fantastic with tons of flavor. All right. Last question for me, uh, Sean, and we're talking with Sean Torres from uh, Killsboro Brewing. Thoughts on the closing of Anchor Steam, a brewery that had been producing beer for over 125 years? Uh, it's, it's obviously very sad. And one of my first craft beers was, uh, you know, a, a steam uh, and, yes, California Common. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad. Um, it's, it, I'm hoping, isn't a, a sign of things to come for a lot of breweries. Uh, you know, like you had mentioned, there's a lot of ebbing and flowing. But, you know, as a result, 
there's still great breweries uh, around and we have to make sure we're supporting them. And, uh, you know, craft beer, I think, is here to stay, but not everybody will make it. And I think the community has always been strong. And if we remain together, helping each other, sharing advice um, and, and, and kind of weathering this sort of weird thing that's going on in the industry, uh, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, one of the best things that I love about this business is the togetherness of this business, that everybody is willing to help everyone else out, even though you're all going after the same piece of the pie. There's someone always there uh, with a helping hand. My guest has been Sean Torres, the owner of Brewer Killsboro Brewing on Staten Island, the new facility. They're aiming for a spring open. I'm, I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, the pizza party, though, taking place at Snug Harbor, Saturday, July 29th, noon to 4 p.m., pizzaparty.killsboro.com. That's the website to purchase tickets. They are going fast. Get them now. Sean, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me here at the facility, and I will see you at the pizza party. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, 41th anniversary of Judas Priest's Screaming for Vengeance came out on uh, July the 17th back in 1982. Uh, breakout album for Judas Priest, you know, breaking the law, uh, British Steel was really the breakout for them in terms of metal, but this was the breakout album in terms of Priest's sort of meteoric rise in the mid-'80s. Um, it was this album, then it was Defenders of the Faith, followed up in 1984, and then um, Turbo. Those three albums, although I'm not a fan of Turbo, um, it was those three albums that sort of solidified uh, Judas Priest. Started with British Steel, sort of uh, the uh, the middle portion with Screaming for Vengeance, because Point of Entry was not really well received after British Steel. Screaming for Vengeance, sort of, you know, boom, and then Defenders of the Faith, big explosion. Turbo sort of mm, started, you know, well, we won't get into that. Anyway, um, real quick, before we dive into Suds and Duds, I, I would be remiss. This happened a couple of weeks ago, and I missed this. Um, there were a number of New Jersey, three breweries, won medals uh, at the 2023 U.S. Open Beer Championship back on Monday, July 10th. The winners were announced. And um, two are from Bolero Snort, one is from Flounder, and the other one is from Tom's River Brewing. So we'll go right into it. So in the other Kettle Sours category, Jersey Vice from Bolero Snort won gold. And in the Hellerbach My Bach category, um, the My Buck uh, from Bolero Snort won a silver, which I have a four-pack of that. I actually had a, a, My, Buck, a My Buck excuse me, from Bolero a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I have to tell you, excellent beer. Excellent beer. We'll review it on a future Suds and Duds completely, but very, very good. Kudos to Bolero. Uh, a honey beer uh, category, uh, a silver for the Hill Street Honey Blonde Ale by Flounder Brewing in Hillsborough, and then a silver for an Irish Red Ale in the Irish Red Ale category, St. John's Irish Red from Tom's River Brewing in Tom's River. So kudos uh, to Bolero, uh, Flounder, and Tom's River for bringing home medals at the U.S. Open Beer Championships 
that were announced back on Monday, July 11th, which is really, really cool. Now, let us dive into Suds and Duds. Battle Him uh, by Twin Elephant. What a great beer. Um, This might be one of the better middle ABV pale ales that I've had in recent memory. It's such a good beer. It's got all the hazy qualities that you want. It's got bite to it. Uh, it's not super, it's not, you know, lactose, you know, that whatever. Um, it's just got a really, really excellent drinking profile. If you want a little bit of haze, oh, you want not a little bit of haze, but a good haze, nice, um, and, a, and a little bit of a bite, this is the beer for you. It's in cans. It's on tap at Twin Elephant right now. Definitely make it a point to get over there. Um, quick Stop Stout. This is part of the um, Kevin Smith um, series of beers uh, that's been put out by Ross Brewing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if they've all sold out. If you can, get over to Ross. Get it on tap. Beautiful outdoor facility. Sit out, have a wonderful, have a, have a delicious uh, couple of beers, uh, and get some sun, get a little bit of vitamin uh, vitamin E. What is it? Vitamin E? Vitamin D? Vitamin E. Yeah. Vitamin D is milk. Vitamin E is for your skin. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Listen to me like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, a solid low ABV stout. Uh, nice dry finish, digging it a lot. Um, just a delicious beer. It's got um, a picture of Dante on the front, uh, and it, you know the little sign that says, "If you plan to shoplift, please let us know." Uh, just a great beer, really, really good, tasty, delicious, and again, low ABV, which sometimes I want in my stouts. You know, I, I'm I'm happy to drink an eight, ten, twelve percent stout at times. And there's and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, there's never a bad time for a stout, never. I mean, honest to God, there is never a bad time for a stout. Um, but when it's low ABV and you can have more than one, that's a good thing. Sometimes, you know, you get those stouts that get over too overwhelming or whatever. Uh, but it is definitely great to drink something that's low ABV. And speaking of low ABV, uh, my cousin just recently moved over to Fort Monmouth. Um, they're building all over in Fort Monmouth. So Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, Army Base, uh, Army Base was shut down. Uh, Netflix is going in there. They're supposed to be building these enormous entertainment uh, facilities to film stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But on the back end of Fort Monmouth, there are going to be high-end shops, restaurants. Um, there are condos. There are already they converted officers' quarters into housing. Uh, but there's also um, there are also brand new condos being built. My cousin moved into one of them. So Bird's Mouth Beer is on Fort Monmouth, and they're the only game in town. I mean, there's really nothing else around there, and they need to build that area up. It's a nice facility. They're in the old commissary. Um, but I have to say, my, my only drawback of it, and I, I know that they know this, there's nothing else in there. It's just them. So you need to bring food. You need to bring stuff with you, obviously. Um, but it, it's if they don't start building some more stuff around it, it could become a problem, and I hope not, because these guys are killing it. Bird's Mouth only makes lagers. If you're a lager guy, great. If you're not, if you're an IPA person, probably not the place for you. But I have to tell you, if you've had a Corona, and many of us have, the Mexican lager is for you. It's way better than a Corona. Light, delicious. They added a lime to it. It's fantastic. It's a great beer. If you like Coronas, you will definitely like this. So there's definitely a beer for you. Uh, my cousin is into stouts, dark beer, um, you know, boozy type of stuff. I think she'll like the dark lager that they have there. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have to get over there anyway. And then I took home a six pack of Vienna lager 
one of the better Vienna lagers I've had in recent memory. I mean, top notch. Coastal's Vienna lager is very good. This, I don't want to say knocks it out of the, well, you know what? It probably does. And maybe I have to do a side-by-side. I have to see, uh, you know, if the Vienna lager from uh, Coastal's around. I'd love to do a side-by-side. But Coastal's is 16-ounce. Bird's Mouth is 12-ounce, which I love. Vienna lager in a 12-ounce can, perfect. Uh, I'm happy that I bought a six-pack of this. It is an absolutely banging beer for 5%. Um, I could drink 10 of them. Like, it just goes down. Boom, boom, boom. It's got that little bit of sweetness to it, the caramel. It just, you know, the breadiness. Fantastic beer. Outstanding. Uh, Conclave, which um, I believe had their 8th anniversary uh, last week. I wasn't able to make it. um, Just had too much going on. Uh, but uh, kudos to them for eight years. Had their Jubilee at Paragon Tap and Table. Solid West Coast IPA, delicious, really good. Uh, enjoyed that one a lot. Then uh, followed up with a drip by Carton, a banging beer. Uh, digging it big, big time. I understand why Augie says uh, this is your new beer, your new go-to. Uh, it is absolutely delicious. Drip is great, a fantastic beer, definitely something uh, that you want to drink over and over and over again. Um, then had an opportunity to go down to see the uh, Nicotine Dolls down in Asbury Park. Nice band. Never heard of them before. My friend Melissa from high school, she called me up. She said, hey, we got to go check these guys out. I said, okay. Uh, you know, Friday night in Asbury, why not? Uh, go down there, parked in between uh, the um, uh, the venue and right around the corner, of course, uh, Asbury Fest Hall and Beer Garden. So go in, get myself a big Fest Hall original, which is made by Two Ton Brewing. Uh, go big or go home. It's a delicious Kolsch. It was fantastic. Uh, enjoyed drinking that. Then I had a uh, Wein and Stefaner, uh, one of the oldest beers in the country. Uh, you know, they're brewing uh, in the country, in Germany. Country. I make it like it's the U.S. Um, they've been brewing beer, obviously, since the year 1040. Never a bad beer uh, from those guys. And then finally, we wrap up Suds and Duds with a Beau de Goza. Uh, this was from Dogfish Head. This is the collab, uh, the collab between Dogfish and Talea. Uh, I have to try and track down the Talea one so that I can uh, can try that one. There, uh, um, this one was guava. The uh, beer from Talea is uh, mango, or uh, no? I think this is the mango, and the other one is guava. I don't remember. I think the 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 Talea one is guava. I'm pretty sure. God, I gotta get those things straight. Anyway, <laughs> I have to tell you, nice tartness from the cherries, little kiss of salt. And a little bit of the spice of the pink peppercorns. Delicious on a hot day. It's a perfect beer. And I can understand why Leanne and Tara say this is a beer that is very approachable to people who don't drink beer. They drink cocktails. They want something a little fruity. uh, A little bit of sweetness, but not overly sweet. This is what you want. Like, this is the beer to introduce you into beer. uh, Into, you know, this area of beer, let's just say. Fantastic. Loved it. Enjoyed it very much. Um, looking forward to trying uh, the Talea version of this beer. Sounds like it's going to be a winner, just like this one is. My Well, friends, that's it for the show here. My thanks to everybody involved, including my guest, Sean Torres from Killsboro Brewing. If you're going to a pizza party, uh, I cannot wait to see you. Come by, say hello to me. Uh, it's going to be a great day out at Snug Harbor on Staten Island this coming week. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.